Seven Footers crew, what is going on? We have so much to discuss today, Gerard. Good and you know, bad. The, the association never sleeps, right? We are in the we're in the thick of it now, Jen. It's like the last 17 or so games. So we got about five weeks left in the season. And it's really what's exciting about it is it's go time right now, right? Every, you know, people always say, oh, the regular season doesn't matter. Oh, this, that, and the third. No, but it does matter. For two-thirds of the league, all these games count because nobody's got get their, their seed guaranteed yet nobody's locked in yet teams just people are still fighting for home court advantage all different things it's exciting a lot of exciting things i mean like you said you know this is it we're down to the wire now it's uh where really the motto make or miss league comes into play but we have some other things to discuss um off the court unfortunately dealing with you might have guessed it john moran who's dominated the headlines over the weekend and last week for a number of alleged acts and things that he publicized himself. Um, where to even start with this? I mean, you guys, you know, we started talking about John Morant's issues off the court when we were talking about the incident with the Pacers in January mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the alleged laser pointing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things like that of Jaws Camp and then other mm -hmm. – uh, Pacers personnel. And now uh, Washington Post comes out with this bombshell article uh, publishing uh, information from police reports of two separate incidents in which, you know, job was involved in alleged acts of threatening people and one being a minor, a 17 year old um, alleged gun yeah, involvement, which, which, which we talked about. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talked about all that. And now he went on Instagram live and flashed what appeared to be a gun while he was smiling in a strip club. Um, and this was after a game. And this also came after Steven Adams reportedly had a meeting with the team about carrying themselves better while they're on the road. Mm -hmm. What a topic. Um, and a lot of stuff happening. He's uh, John Morant's away from the team. They're not calling it a suspension. I'm not sure if it's a suspension. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. And the NBA is investigating. Um, Initial thoughts, Gerard. I mean, this is some scary stuff. I mean, this is, you know, this is not hyperbolic when I say that John Morant is at a crossroads in his life. Like, the path he's currently walking and on, that doesn't end well. And when I say it doesn't end well, like, it ends fatally badly. Like, that, that is the path that he's on right now. There's no joking around about that. Okay, guns. 26, he's 23. Guns, guns kill people. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we have more gun-related deaths than any um, developed nation in the world. Like that, that is just it, it, you know, and I can get into a whole separate issue about our horrendous gun laws in this country, but this is a problem. So it's not hyperbolic to say he's at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. As far as the NBA and the Grizzlies, Jenna, all this information that the Washington Post put out and TMZ had put out the story about him and the teenage kid, you know, yeah. last year. So, and we were on top of that. We, we, we talked about that. Yeah. But the fact that it's now in the public discourse, I want fans to understand. And the NBA and the Grizzlies were, were investigating. This isn't new. The NBA been known about John Morant and his associates since the minute he stepped into the league. Let me explain to people how the NBA works and NBA security works. NBA security is a robust department within the NBA. And it is filled with former police officers, former FBI agents, former Secret Service agents. Uh, former CIA people, they have their tentacles and connections 
into the police departments and, and law enforcement arms of every city where there is an NBA team and where NBA events take place. So when the Washington Post story comes out, this ain't the first time the NBA has heard about this. They've long known about it. Now it's coming to public light. And same with the Grizzlies. And this is a problem, which also begs, makes you wonder, what other stories has Job Morant been involved in that have yet to come to light? Okay? So the league is a billion, a multi-billion dollar corporation, as we know. They're in the process of negotiating their next TV deal. This type of action with Job Morant isn't good for the business. I'm talking about it from the NBA standpoint, right? Now there may be people within the NBA who care about John Morant as a person, and I'm sure there are, and we'll talk about that in a second. But from a NBA business standpoint, this stuff with John Morant is bad, okay, and not a good look. And so Adam Silver is well aware of this, and the league is well aware of this. The, the Grizzlies did not call it a suspension, but that's essentially what it is. And what they're working out right now is how to deal with the the repercussions of these incidents. Again, the gun was alleged in three of the four, right? Uh, no one can corroborate it for sure. But what do I always say? Or what is what's the saying? Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? These are way too many incidents for it to happen. Now, to John Morant as a person, I'm very empathetic in this situation, Jenna. The NBA is not an environment that is designed for young people who were virtually zeros and nobodies to all of a sudden have multi-millions of dollars at their feet and the world at their fingertips and can do whatever they want, whenever they want. It's just not conducive to that, right? I mean, and you could look at all over the entertainment world, right? How many child stars have like OD'd or like gone to rehab? It's just the human psyche, and it doesn't matter if we come from a single-parent home, two-parent home, no, whatever. The human body and brain is not designed to go from zero to 100 like that in fame and celebrity and wealth. It's going to fuck you up, okay? It just is. That's just the reality of the situation. And Ja is making bad choices and bad decisions. And right now, he needs to come to a realization. And it's not about, oh, get Zach Randolph to talk to him. Get this. I'm sure there are people in the Grizzlies who are talking to him and want him to get, get, get well and get better. He has to realize, no, I'm fucking up, right? Like this is, this path I'm on, is not the way to go because again it will end fatally you fool around with guns people get killed that is what happens whether or not i mean why do you have a gun in a strip club in the first place it's just none of it makes any sense and in a place like memphis where the gun where gun homicides are extremely high and again whether ja is about that life not about that life this that and the third there are real people out there in these streets who are for real about that life. They have zero regard for their own, so they definitely got none for yours. And they'll be more than happy to pull triggers and do whatever they have to do, right, in the name of this is, this is the life that they're about. So, again, if you're John Moran, you got to recognize, I'm 23 years old. I have a young daughter. Like, I, I am on the verge of becoming the face of the NBA. I just signed a contract extension, rookie max, five years, 190 something million dollars kick in come July one. My signature shoe from Nike drops next month. I'm the face of power, the first power rate sponsor in like five years. And there's much in his career. He could earn over a close to a billion dollars in on court and off court uh, money combined. Mm -hmm. Generational wealth that could change the history of the Morant family. 
for generations to come. Mm-hmm. This life with guns, this ain't it, my guy. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with everything that you're saying. I mean, this is, I've been sitting back and watching Twitter and, you know, people that we know, um, journalists that I follow, other people giving out their takes and their philosophical things and everything. Um, I sympathize with John Morant when it comes to mental health, when it comes to, you know, your mentals, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. That's one beast. No doubt. We don't know what's going on with him because he hasn't said. Right. He's, there's no diagnosis that's public or well, whatever. We, we, we know he's know. making bad choices. That we do know. Right. What we do know is that he's making bad choices. And aside from the mental health aspect, because I'm not going to make excuses for this kid. You're right. 23 years old. Grow the hell up. Mm-hmm. Grow the hell up. You're a father. You put it all over TV, everything about how I want to be the best dad or I'm a father. This and mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. Kudos to you. This is incredible. You have a beautiful family. What? Yeah, this ain't helping that. <laughs> this is, what are you doing? Like, literally, what are you doing? Like, grow up. That That's that's the thing. Grow up. And again, mental health, maybe something's clouded. Maybe something's going on. And if that is, I will step back. But what it looks like from the outside looking in, you were just in the headlines all week for things that are not good with the law. Then you go on social media and you smile and flaunt what appears to be Mm -hmm, a gun. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How stupid. How stupid. It it looks like someone, Jenna, who... It's selfish. Not only selfish, just does not understand there's going to be any consequences to face for his actions, right? right? that's That's what that suggests. And again, I think you brought up the mental health part, which is clear. I don't want mental health to become this coverall shield now right. for and every that's athlete why when something goes on. I so said that, yeah. In of itself, as I said, there's no doubt he's mentally affected by literally going from a nobody to one of the most famous people on the planet. That is something you have to adjust to and figure out. And yeah, I know trust issues, seeing a therapist is hard. I get all that. But my guy, there are things you have that, that are coming your way that make you one of the rare people in this world that you have the the ability to do the things that you do and what you can do, not just for yourself and your family, but for so many people around the country and around the world that, listen, with great power comes great responsibility. You have got to change this thing up. And I think, Jenna, the thing that's going to help him, you've got to take things away from him, right? Like Nike just being like, oh, Ja didn't do anything. His actions are going to show me if he understands or learned anything. If I'm Nike, I'd be like, you know, that shoe's not coming out. Like, sorry, bro. We're we're we're, we're delaying stuff. This is right. You got to show real consequences. He has to suffer real consequences. And I'm not out here browbeating like he's got to learn. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. But he right. does have to learn. No, he has for to re- real. He has to. Re- and you don't want to learn the hard way. The hard way would be getting shot. Right. You don't want to learn that way. Mm-hmm. That isn't the, the lesson you want to learn. Yes. So. I really think that the, the 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 team, the league, and his partners, they have got to be like, hey, man, we're, it's time out on you right now. Like, we are not doing this. Until you demonstrate that you understand what it is that's going on out here, we're, we're, we're not about this. Right. If I'm Nike, I'm holding that shoe. Again, yeah. I don't, I'm not dropping them, but I'm holding that yeah, shoe. Sure. I'm Powerade. I'm holding that deal. Mm-hmm. Everything. And the thing that kills me with some people, too, and I don't mean to, like, you know, go – deep into it but like what kills me with some of these people out here that I'm like seeing reactions from you know kind of 
going light, giving them a pass, you no. know, with the whole like whatever. No pass. Nah, dude. No pass. How many here. school shootings have we seen? Yeah. How many gun related shootings and issues have we seen? Guns are a real issue. So now we're going to sit right. back on the gun issue because yeah, no, because no it's pass. You? you get you get no pass. For no, this. sorry, None. This is disgusting. Listen, it's not fair that athletes get held to higher standards in their role, but that is that's that that comes with it. That is, I listen. We, I think we put too much on athletes and athletes should not be role models. I don't, I think, you know, parents and whomever, but that's where we are as society. We, yeah. we are where we are and this is what the money's for, right? So listen, again, you have got to figure out as a guy, what it is, what is my long-term plan? And it's hard when you're 23 to think about long-term, but that's what you got to right. think about. What is it that I want to do, not just with my career, but beyond, Okay. What are the things I want to set up? What are the kind of right? And I don't want to compare, but we saw what LeBron's goal is, right? LeBron was when I become a billionaire athlete. I want to eventually own a team one day. I want to start my own, you know, agency, right? Very clear. Anybody who's not on path for that, you ain't around here no more. Out. You're going, yeah. right? LeBron's circle is extremely tight and it's the same, those same dudes, right? Rich, uh, Maverick, Randy, right? Like it's, it's the same crew. John's got to do the same thing. What is your long-term goal? Where do you want to go with your career and beyond? Who is going to support that? Anybody else? And that includes family members who don't want to support that? Out. Cut off. It's hard and it's harsh. But that, unfortunately, is the reality. Amen. I hope he gets the help he needs. And yeah, this doesn't, so. this pattern doesn't continue. That's about it. Yeah. And, you know, too, um, on the basketball side, real quick. Yeah. He's, uh, there's no timetable for his return. Yeah. Grizzlies, obviously, what number two now? In the number two, but sinking fast. The, the yeah. Kings are only a half game behind them right now. Um, look, uh, this is an opportunity for other players to step up and do their part. But listen, if you're the the Grizzlies players, you know they got to support their guy. You know, but they got to focus on the, the task at hand, which is right. holding on to that second seed and just playing basketball right now. And you know, in many ways, if the team performs well without him, that could be another sort of like thing where the Grizzlies are like, look, man. You see what we're able to do. We want you here. But if you don't want to do the things necessary to comport yourself in a way that is not reckless and dangerous to yourself, right. we'll figure something else out, man, and, and keep moving. Exactly. Because, I mean, you know, I don't mean to say this lightly, but, like, this could be a championship year for them. It could have been. But now, I, you know, I don't see it now. So, because, you know, there, there's a lot on the line. So, you know, again, mental health things aside. I would love to know, you know, the apology, hopefully, yep. that he gave to the that team. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date on that because, obviously, I'm sure there will be some updates to come. But let's move to the actual game because we don't need none of that negativity in our lives. Let's talk about Kevin Durant finally mm. returned to the floor. Um, first time playing, what, in 52 games after mm -hmm. that MCL sprain he suffered in January. He made his debut with the Suns in the West in a win over the Hornets. Um, earlier this week and he looked good dropped 23 I mean, I mean you know shaking the rust off a little he's he's Kevin Durant right the most plug-and-play superstar that we've ever had in the history of this league and that is in many ways what his great superpower is right he's going to be Kevin Durant no matter where you put him Golden State Oklahoma City Brooklyn now Phoenix I do the same thing right I get buckets as efficiently as anybody in the history of this game and I guard on the other end 
I mean, that's that's all there is to it. And you know, he's three and zero. They beat the Bulls um, on last week, and then they beat the the Mavericks on Sunday in a in a t- tightly contested game. You know, Jenna, look for the Suns team. This is about for them and their hopes of winning a title. It's about health. If Durant, Booker, and Chris Paul can stay healthy, with DeAndre Ayton as their number four and their bench, that is a team good enough to win an NBA title. Will they? Look, you know, we always say it. You need luck. You need some things to break your way, right? And luck includes injury luck, right? You need to not get hurt and have your best players get hurt in the most crucial points of, of the season. That's also true. So yeah. we shall see. But this team, which you can, and this is only three games in, and you already see how well they work together and how much room there is for improvement, right? And so when guys like DeAndre Ayton figure out, okay, I'm going to always get single coverage. I'm going to have so much space to play in. I've got to have the disposition to dominate when I get the ball, right? Because you have that four-headed monster. Well, most teams don't have that. And, and at all times, you can have two of those four players on the floor in the playoffs. That is a huge advantage that most teams don't have. Yeah, and even when he got out there, um, when you we saw him in his debut, they look big. They're like, a big team. Yeah, they're a big team. Good stuff. They he fits in well. Um, you know, he reiterated that too after the game. And of course, they uh, beat the Mavericks the other night too. His mm-hmm. first time facing Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I read something that they haven't spoken since. They they have not spoken. Durant said that on his podcast. He's like, I'm sure we will at some point talk about the. You know, look, oh. it, whether he admits it or not, you know, Durant is upset with how things ended in Brooklyn with Kyrie. I don't blame him. You know. Um, and again, it's what we talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. It was always something with Kyrie. First, it was taking the random PTO in the middle of the season. Then it was not getting the vaccine. Then it was the contracts. It's always something with this guy. And Durant, as he said, I love playing with Kyrie like on the floor. And they do. You can see it. They love playing. But it's like Kevin Durant loves ball. And if you are not about ball and doing that, it, you know that, that's going to bother him. And I think that's what he enjoys about Phoenix is that everybody in that locker room and in that facility they're there to ball. Nobody's out here with any agendas about, oh, you know, this, that, and the third. Like, everybody's under contract, got their money. Like, we are here and focus on winning and playing great basketball. And I think that is, those are the environments where Kevin Durant does the best. Because the challenge when you're as good a player as Kevin Durant is, is everybody expects you to be a leader in a demonstrative way, right? In the way where you tell guys what to do, right? That's not Kevin Durant's way. Like he doesn't, that's, that's not his personality. His personality is I bust my ass and work hard. If you don't, if you can't watch that and figure out how to be good like me, I I can't help you. Well, on a team where you have a, a person who's mercurial like Kyrie, that's a problem, right? But in Phoenix, you don't have that problem. Devin Booker's a worker. Chris Paul's a worker. DeAndre, those guys are all workers. And Chris and Monty are the leaders of that squad. They're keeping everybody in check. So. Kevin don't got to worry about that. He comes to the gym, is busting his ass. I mean, DeAndre Ayton said it. He was like, oh, man, I thought I knew hard work. Like, I get to the gym for practice early. Durant's already done with one workout, getting ready for practice. And it's like, yeah. Like, so he's seeing like, oh, this is why this dude is that good. So that type of energy in the gym is contagious. And we'll see. I think this, look, this team's issues, if they don't win, will not be anything behind the scenes. I don't think. it'll be injury being unlucky injury wise uh and not sort of meshing together on the court but i don't <laughs> see that as a problem um on either of the floor right now yeah agreed with that i feel like the addition of durant puts 
puts them over the hump that they needed and also puts Chris Paul in a better, more lax position. I mean, he's teams are going to need him. What they're going to do is, as they've done so far, they're going to like, okay, we're not, we're going to leave Josh Koji and whoever that fifth starter is wide open. And we're going to double everywhere else, right? We're going to double off of that guy. So whoever that is, Josh Koji, Tory Craig, Ish Wainwright, you're going to have to knock down open shots because yeah. they're going to leave you. And the playoffs are going to do it more. And the playoffs, the really good defenses are going to leave those guys open and force Chris Paul to score points, right? Chris Paul likes to set people up and do his do his Chris Paul point god thing. We will see, right? Again, as you advance and the defenses get tougher, how do you manage that? Whew, we shall see. Oh, they're going to be fun down the stretch. All right. Speaking of down the stretch, uh, the MVP race, mm. it's closing in. And of course, the obvious choice in Nikola Jokic, the Serbian seven million <laughs> footer um, <laughs> in Denver is leading the way. But of course, people can make a case for Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. So again, quick two and three there in no particular order. Um, this MVP race has also gotten some talking heads uh, mm -hmm. a little peeved in the mm -hmm. media. I'm talking about Kendrick Perkins and J.J. Redick. Mm -hmm. They went at it. Uh, well, they've been going at it on social media over Nikola Jokic and the MVP race. But it hit ahead today on first take. Um, basically, uh, Kendrick took issue with uh, Nikola Jokic being leading the MVP race because he said that he was stat padding his way to a triple double on the season. And then said something along the lines of he, JJ Reddick said that he implied that yeah. white NBA writers are favoring uh, white players when they do the MVP mm -hmm. votes. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot to unpack there. A lot. And they went at it again, of course. And, it got a little trippy, trippier than usual. First take banter. It did. It it's just it's so layered here, Jenna. Um, yeah. First, I'm yeah. going to start here. Kendrick Perkins went on one of those shows last week or something like that, and he making break basically breaking down former MVP winners, and you know he said players, which by the way, what what he's what he's what I'm about to say that he said was actually incorrect. Uh, he's like the only time players outside of the top ten in scoring points per game have won the MVP have been Steve Nash and Nikola Jokic. You tell me the difference between them and every other MVP. Perk, of course, implying that the reason why they won is because they're white. Okay. Well, Perk was actually wrong because Nikola Jokic was actually ninth in scoring. So he's not outside the top 10. So you're actually wrong in, in that factor. So <laughs> either way, doesn't matter. What Perkins, what people have to understand is I'm going to, you know, reveal the curtain and get behind the game here. First take and all these other shows with these people, Shannon and Skip and whatever. These shows are designed to create clips that go viral. That is the whole point of the show. They're not there for actually any reason debate or any nuance or actual real discussion. It's to get everybody fired up and emotional because that's what people do. People look at sports like politics. They pick a side and they're going to die on their hill. And it's some kind of somehow they, they attach their identity to whatever side they choose in an argument. It's very dangerous, actually, in the way we do that, particularly in our political system. But you know, this is where we are as a country. Perk tapped into a segment of fans who, rightfully so, black NBA fans, a lot of them who believe white NBA superstars get forced on top of us as fandoms, right, when maybe they don't deserve it, right? And it's go, go all the way back to this idea of the great white hope, right? And it goes back to legendary times in boxing when 
first back boxing champion was Jack Johnson, a black man, and the public at the time continued to look for a white champion to defeat him, right? Because this country is baked in racism. We know that, right? It's a zillion years old, and it, the effects of it are still felt today. So just about everything we do in this country, race is somehow in brawl there, whether on the surface or whether it be subconscious or behind the scenes. It is there always as subtext or or actual context. So Perks figures, ooh, people are going to get pissed about this. Yeah, let's, right? And this, and this is the goal, right? And sure enough, this is what is dominating NBA Twitter and what everybody's talking about and piling in and, and commenting on. So it worked. This is the goal. This is what the goal of these shows is. In this particular instance, I don't believe race is why Nikola Jokic is going to win his third MVP award. He's just that good, right? Every number and metric says so. Averaging a triple-double, leading the league in estimated plus-minus, leading the league in the stat that is the best correlation that tells you who's going to win MVP over the past dozen years is win shares per 48. In 10 of the last 12 years, the leader in win shares per 48 has won the MVP. Only two times they didn't win. Russell Westbrook, when he averaged triple-double, when he was 10th in estimated plus-minus, by the way, or 7th, excuse me, Kevin Durant led that year, FYI. And when Derrick Rose won over LeBron, and LeBron was first in win shares for 48 that year. Only two times in the last dozen years that um, uh, the leader in win shares for 48 didn't win the MVP. Every other year, that person won it. Jenna, you know who's leading in win shares for 48 this season? We know. Nicole Jokic, you know who's leading in win shares for 48 last season? Yep. You know who was leading the season before that? Yep. Listen, it is what it is. Not only that, this year, the Nuggets are the number one team in the Western Conference, only a game behind the Bucs, or half a game behind the, behind the Bucs, excuse me, for best record in the entire NBA. Best player on best team. What, what, what are we arguing about? What, what it, now, you want to make a case for Giannis? Okay, I'm not going to be mad at you. You want to make a case for Embiid? Okay, I'm not going to be mad. If I'm voting, it's Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, in that order. <laughs> That's how I'm voting. But it, it is the other thing, Jenna. We're arguing over something that hasn't even happened yet. Right? Look, in the next 18 games, Joel Embiid could go beast mode. The Sixers could overtake the Celtics and, and Bucks, be the number one seed. Then it's like, hey, all right, I can give it, I can give it to, Yoke, to, to Embiid. No doubt. Like, I mean... Things can happen in the next 17 to 18 games that change that. As of right now, this is where we're at. Now, do is there racial bias among some people? For sure. Right. Of course, of course racial bias exists. We live, we live in America. Of course it exists. Can I say that that is the reason, again, why Jokic is going to win MVP? No, I'm not going to say that. Now, does racial bias creep into sports writing and sports coverage? Of course it does. Read stories and you'll, you can easily see racial bias in any story that you read. Now, does an overwhelmingly majority white NBA media tend to prop up white superstars more? Yes, there's a history of that. Look, the Steve Nash MVP years are the biggest blemishes on that mark, right? You could easily prove in both those years, Nash was undeserving of the MVP, right? And it just so it happens- countless times, yeah. And it just so happens that he's white. And so, yes, that's going to make- certain fans angry about that and so now it's like you know this was bad and yeah the the the, the, the voters messed up 
both times. He should not have been back-to-back MVP. No way, no how. Should not have been. Listen, it happened. People make mistakes. It's over. That, though, isn't why you should be you should be against the Kohl Jokic winning now. And then the whole last thing I'll say, Jenna, the whole thing about, well, he hasn't won yet. Guys, the MVP is a regular season award for the 1,000th time. Regular season. It doesn't, postseason does not go play, play into that. Now, if people, after, let's say Jokic does win, if he, if they flame out in the first round or whatever the hell happens, everyone has legitimate right to question and say, hey man, you didn't win, the, you, you, you haven't won yet. What's up with that? Like, yeah, you can totally say you are not living up to the standard of other three-time MVPs and everyone will be totally fair in their critique, right? Because if you are that good, the idea is, is that you win in the postseason. Now, let's also not act like Jokic didn't go to the conference finals two years ago. Let's not act like his two best players have been hurt the last season in the post in, in the playoffs. Right? He so carried let, them last right? season. So let, let's not let's not lose our minds on 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 all this, right? And act like he's some guy who gets swept out of the playoffs every year. Like that's not. Come on, guys. Let's, yeah. Let's let's be smart about this. Amen. I mean, hey, again, anything can happen. Look at, I mean, look at these red hot Knicks. Nine straight, the hottest team in the league. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> but again, we will, uh, I'm sure, have plenty of time to chat about them coming down the pipeline here because, guys, we don't have that many games left. So stick with nope. us. Guys, you know where to find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that. At Seven Voters Pod on Twitter, at Seven Voters Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentle Lemon Selly. And until next time, everybody, peace. Yeah.